Hey, and welcome to the Get Richer Teacher podcast. My name is Ola, and I'll be your guide and mentor on your way to realizing your potential as an educator. If the title of the podcast is triggering, that's even better, because that means that I still have some work to do. My mission is to help teachers work independently and believe that they deserve more freedom and more money. As a teacher, you are allowed to work with your perfect students rather than some random people challenging how much you charge and asking why so much. If you're ready to become a richer teacher, build and scale an independent teaching business that can support your dreams and your lifestyle, then you're in the right place. The world knows that teachers are superheroes. Let's get paid what we're worth, shall we? Hey teacher, uh, welcome to another episode of Get Richer Teacher. I feel like I haven't recorded for a bit, so please forgive me if my voice is a bit rusty. And today I wanted to take you on a little journey on something completely imaginary, something that um, I have kind of come up with last week and I've decided to share it in hope of sparking some ideas in you uh, that it will make you think about your own business and not for you to copy although feel free to be honest (laughs) and like it will also play a role of a little reflection of how I would do things if I could start my teaching business all over again. So a little bit of context Um, you may or may not know that I used to run a language school before I opened my coaching business. So I never really run a solo um, teaching business. It was a, a language school where I hired and had six teachers work for me and they taught mainly adults um, in like kind of business contexts. And it really, really kind of worked well, but it wasn't exactly a personal kind of brand situation which is situation which is something that i mainly focus on now when helping teachers and i recently got really inspired about like thinking about how i would do things because people often ask me ola what would you do if you were me or very often they even say what would ola do that they tell themselves like what would ola do and i find it so endearing and so sweet that I've decided to actually tell you what Ola would have done if she had a chance to start a teaching business from scratch. So I hope you're ready. I hope it will be inspirational and I hope it will give you lots of ideas. So I'm gonna, I think I'm going to speak in like present tense as if it's happening. So it's day one of me having an idea to open a teaching business. I'm still working for my language school. Um, It's probably in the UK. It's probably not the worst. Um, I probably feel like I've achieved quite a lot because I'm a non-native speaker, but still I'm not very satisfied with the conditions that I'm in. So I decide to go solo. What I would probably do first, what I probably do first is open 
um, an Instagram account and go on to do what always felt the most natural, which is Instagram stories. And I just start telling people about my story. I just, I start sharing my profile with friends, family, existing students, people who know me, who are in any sort of way relevant to the context of what I'm about to build. I start talking on stories to get a bit more confident and to get clearer on what I want to do. It would be very hard for me to start creating content or any sort of content plan. So that's why I focus on things that I do best, which is talking in a quite a spontaneous and chaotic way. The next thing I try and figure out, and I do it nearly immediately, I think of my offer. So I think that the easiest for me would be to find a couple of one-to-one students. So what I do is I tell all the people that I ever worked with that I'm now open to help them in a one-to-one capacity if they're willing to work with me uh they're more than welcome to uh to apply or have a call with me what i then do is i have some sort of discovery calls with them we see what i can do with them and i can imagine that at least two or three people get excited because they have good memories they have um, they feel good that, you know, they, they worked with me in the past. They really enjoyed it. And obviously, I don't contact everybody. I wouldn't contact people who like weren't a nice experience, weren't nice people for me to teach. So I only um, uh, contact those that I, I would want to work with. And I can imagine that about two or three people say, yes, we set up some sort of a payment system that's regular, I have a contract, they know what the cancellation rules, policies are, and all that jazz. And I start teaching them. I also, in those lessons, I start experimenting. I give myself permission to do whatever I want, because I'm now not um, made to follow any sort of curriculum or a course book. I make life easy for myself. So I use tons of pre-prepared materials because I know I also have to focus on my um, uh, on my marketing, on building this business if I want to start doing something else. So the next thing I do is I try and kind of gauge what those people are mostly interested in, especially if they're aligned, if those people feel like people that I could work with um, in kind of a long term. And what I do is I look through my memory and my files and things that I've already done for something that I could share for free that would be useful for those people, but also that I could promote in my uh, community that is very, very, very slowly growing um, so that I can start building my email list. So what I'm talking about is building a freebie. Um, so I find this um, little resource. I actually had one um, and it was called 40 ways in which you can study English if you only have 10 minutes a day. And it was a little bit too generic, but it worked well because it attracted people to my email list and it it, it works really well. Then later on, I can perfect it. Later on, I can do whatever I want with it, add new colors to it and um, change its uh, content a little bit so it's a little bit more personal but I would only I will only find out about all those things a little bit later so it's fine for now 
I create a page where people can download it and I start building a list. The next thing that I do is I run a completely free webinar. I run it on a topic that I think I'm good at, I feel quite confident in, I invite all my existing students and I tell everybody on Instagram, Facebook and wherever I am to come. Uh, Not too many people come, but some do, and they get excited about working with me one-to-one. And they also sign up to my email list, because in order to sign up for that free webinar, they have to give me their email address. So my email list grows. At this stage, it's probably about 150 or 200 people, which is brilliant. And then I start thinking about adding new offers. So what am I really good at? What am I excited about? I know I am excited, like everybody is, about passive income, but I know I need to experiment a little bit more first and I need to like check and test the waters. So I need to test what people want. So I start turning to my Instagram and asking people some questions. I start posting content and see how people react to it. I definitely do not teach because it's, Personally, I turning into my coaching role for, for a second, I always thought that this educational kind of word of the day content was just ineffective. Now I realize it's not about it being ineffective. It's just boring. So I personally would never do it for that reason. It's boring. I would probably share stories. I would share lots of my pictures with my experiences. I would write emails about my own experiences of uh, learning language, learning the language at school, my worst teacher, my best teacher, my experiences of how I literally um, missed every language, English language class in a secondary school because I hated my teacher so much because she made us pray in English classes, which was absolutely ridiculous in my opinion, and how I basically skipped most of them and were in a lot of trouble because of that. Um, Because I thought people would find it entertaining. People would find it as something relatable. I start telling them about how I make mistakes, how the, like some funny stories about how I thought I was fluent and I came to the UK and then I said, instead of an examiner, I said examinator. <laughs> and people just start replying. People start com- commenting. People start saying, wow, I, this is a funny story. I had a funny story too. And they start opening up. So because of the way I share my content or my stories, I naturally start attracting very, very like-minded people. So they are, I have this feeling that the more open I am about who I am, rather than trying to teach them something, I save the teaching for, for my lessons, for my future courses, basically. They start trusting me and they become a community that start gathering around me. And then they find it inspirational that I've learned the language as a non-native speaker. Um, They find it um, interesting that I tell those stories, that they start caring about me as a person. And I find it deeply, deeply satisfying. So what happens next is that those people just out of nowhere start asking, do I accept 
any more students. So it it starts happening very very slowly, but organically. Um, I tell them every now and again. Um, I don't really know how to sell because at the beginning it's very hard, but. What I imagine that I do with all the enthusiasm that I have for everything is that after each lesson I have with a an actual student, I share what's happened in the lesson, how it went, how many amazing, how much amazing progress my student has done and then has made. And then people just start inquiring, hey, could I be your student? And this way I find two or three more people. I also start networking. So I start um, making friends with people who are not necessarily teachers, but are other people who have similar views. And I get interviewed. This is actually a, a true story. I get interviewed by a lady who helps expats in the UK uh, for her podcast. And people come to my lessons because of that. I um, just get in touch with a lot of people who need my lessons because of where they are. Some of them are in the UK, so they need um, to improve their language to get better jobs. And it's it, it starts becoming clearer who that ideal person I want to work with is. So you may call it a niche, you may call it uh, something else, and it starts being clear that that's who I want to work with. It takes me about a month or two to start seeing things a little bit more clearly. I definitely do not spend too much time sitting and thinking about it because I've never been very good at thinking thinking things through, basically. I've always been good at acting things out <laughs> and figuring them out this way. So it becomes clearer who those people are. They start downloading my freebie. They ask me if I could organize another webinar. They um, start asking even more and more about my lessons. So the community is very small. At the beginning, it's about 150 people on Instagram, maybe 100 or 150 on my email list, but it is growing. It is small, but very engaged. And they actually feel like, friends, those people who interact with me, I would totally go out with them for a cup of coffee. So, and things start progressing. Then I start seeing what my natural strengths are. I start noticing that in order to start thinking about different um, different streams of income, I have to figure out what my audience really wants. So I run a workshop a paid workshop, and it's on a very specific topic that uh, those people that I that have kind of gathered around me in my community that they really need. And this way, I'm able to do a little bit more market research. So it becomes clear to me that if I ran something bigger on that same topic, um, it would probably be a success. It's always a bit of a question mark, but... It, it kind of feels good and I try and trust my intuition. I really, really try to trust what my gut is telling me about those moves that I want to make in business. I obviously ask people for advice. I ask people for, um, I ask people for, or maybe not ask, but I follow a lot of people from different industries to get 
inspired to get um, some ideas on what I could write my emails about, how I could post or like what I could um, teach people about. But I try and avoid actually inspiring, getting inspired by other teachers because that would probably make me trigger me and make me feel really bad and make me think oh should I be doing things in that way so I definitely avoid that I definitely and that's based on what I know now but also the beginning of my coaching business I definitely invest in some help whether it is copywriting help website help coaching help a marketing course whatever I definitely invest because it not only gives me the tools and the knowledge on what to do because the more I do it the more I see I can totally figure it out and actually I start trusting that I can figure it out but the courses the mentors the people that I invest in they give me a different perspective they give me confidence they give me a kick of up my bum and the accountability that I need because I tend to procrastinate and I tend to focus on too many things at once and I sometimes just need that extra extra motivation to focus on the right things. So I find it extremely important to be constantly supported by someone and fight very hard with my <laughs> tendencies to do everything by myself. So these would be my beginnings, I would definitely build something that some people might, may mm, call a, a story brand, a personal brand. I would definitely, now that I think about it, I, I can't imagine me going about it in any other way other than finding something that is relevant about not only my expertise, but also my experience, my life. And bringing it out, telling people about it and seeing who will want to listen. So it's, I know now how authentic and I, how amazing it feels and how much easier, thanks to this, this whole building a business uh, becomes. Because, because it becomes more than building a business. It becomes building a life, a professional life around my personal life, something that is deeply aligned with who I am as a person, but also something that can support my dreams and the way I want to spend my time. So I know that it sounds a bit like a dream, but I'm I I'm totally honest with you with all the lessons that I learned. If somebody told me, hey, build me a brand, build me a business from scratch, this is literally what I would do. So when it comes to lessons or reflections and changes that I would make compared to how I actually started my two businesses, I focused too much, I feel like in the real life, I focused too much on content. I focused too much on education. I also focused too much on things like brand name and colors and things like that it took me too long to figure out what I wanted to do and I should have just <clears throat> picked something go with it and then change it as I needed it now I know that I would do those things I don't know if at all um, but I would definitely start with building a list because throughout my business I've experienced two outages of 
Instagram and I was really scared that I would lose my profile. I also find it much easier now to communicate with people who even ask me a question. Just, just you know, it's not even about followers because I kind of expect my followers to follow what I do. But what if there are people on Facebook who in a Facebook group just ask me a question and then I answer this question or they just see my name for a minute and then we lose touch completely. So what if there was a way of, staying in touch with them for longer? What if they were interested enough that they would give me their email address? And very often that's the case. So that's why I would prioritize um, building an email list because it's just so much more effective and you just from the very beginning are building uh, the foundation, a very solid foundation. Also, my struggles with content at the beginning, and if you really want to, you can scroll down to the very, very, very bottom of my Instagram feed. Like it, it was a mess and I'm not ashamed of how messy it was, but I definitely didn't have a clear plan in terms of what I wanted to sell. So if I had known what I wanted to sell, it would have been so much easier. So, and also if I had prioritized email, I would have first written my emails and then repurposed all of that content into social media because it's so much easier to write a bigger piece of content and then cut it up into smaller ones um, rather than the other way around. And it's definitely gives you more satisfaction and more return on investment of your time and energy. So this is it. I wonder what I would call my teaching brand, probably something like 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 I call my coaching um, business, I'm like, all that teaches English or something like that. Or <laughs> I don't know why, I just like, I have this vision of the part of Warsaw where I grew up. And I, for some reason, I feel like I would want to incorporate that. Um, which again, I think from a marketing perspective makes a lot of sense because it is who I am. It is where I grew up. And who knows, maybe I would actually come across people who grew up there as well or knew the area or whatever by the way if you know Brudno in Warsaw then you have to text me because that would mean that the world is the smallest place ever in the universe <laughs> that would be funny wouldn't it um so again I hope you liked my daydreaming session of how my teaching business would look if I could start it now from scratch. And I hope it sparked some ideas in you. Please share them with me. And if you feel inspired to start or to like kind of start fresh or um, change a few things in your business so that it's built on solid foundations, then I will, I would love to extend my invitation to our challenge. It's literally happening happening this week, starting on the 8th of May. It, it's called Race to 100, which means 100 first subscribers on your list, which is literally the, the thing that you should be doing first um, in your business. So if you're still not signed up, then please do sign up. The link will be in the description of this episode. If you are uh, there we cannot wait to see you at noon UK time today and we cannot wait to help you build your own list 
present our new offer at the end of that challenge as well because we think it's going to change the game for so many people. And that is it. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know your ideas and your visions. And if you know where Brudno is, then you're my person. I'll see you again here probably next week. It's not your fault that you don't know how to make good money as a teacher or how to market your teaching. Nobody's ever taught you, but I'm on a mission to change that. Teachers make the world a better place and they can be excellent at business. They just need direction. That's what I'm giving you here and on my YouTube channel under the same name. Make sure that you also follow me on Instagram at ola underscore coaches underscore teachers and check out my website www.olakowalska.com to see if any of my paid offers, including my one-to-one coaching, my business foundation course, The Rocket, or my membership for teachers in business could be the right fit for you. I'll see you soon in the next episode.